Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You are tuned in to Astrology Hub's weekly astrological weather. This is your place for um, getting practical guidance for navigating the cosmic tides and not only just navigating, but thriving with the cosmic tides. My name is Amanda Poole Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub, and I am here with Ann Ortley, your favorite weather woman, um, predictive astrologer. And before we dive in and start talking about the intensity scale and the energies for this week, I wanted to extend a very special invitation to all of you. We are hosting our sixth annual yearly forecast event. This is going to be a 2021 forecast panel. It's entirely free. It's featuring 13 different astrologers and giving their read on the energies of 2021, how to work with the different transits, what are the main themes going to be, um, and as always, one of the best parts is actually seeing their interaction. So that is happening on December 10th and 11th. You are all invited. You just go to astrologyhub.com slash 2021. So it's astrologyhub.com slash 2021. And it's two days of panels, about two hours each. You can hop in and listen to as much as you can. Uh, we'll also send out recordings to anybody who registers. So if you can't make it live, we will have the recordings for those of you who sign up. And if you're an Inner Circle member, you do not need to register. So just, <laughs> I know that they, they are always asking, do not register. You are automatically going to get everything you need. Plus, you're going to get all the recordings that you'll have in your membership portal. Okay. So, Anne, welcome. Hi. Happy to have you. How was your 50 week last week? <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. I got through the week and went, okay, if that was the worst of it, like that's, that's all right. I can do this. You know, it was super intense. And like I was saying to you before we went live, it was almost like this coagulation of a bunch of dissonant energy all happening at the same time to the point where at certain moments I was laughing because it was like, is this seriously all happening at the same time? And then I just sort of thought of Mars stationing and how that like super energetic forward moving motion would feel for us when it's stopped. And so i just sort of laughed and went, okay, we could do that's this. What it feels like, that's what it yeah. feels like, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what would you say if last week was a 50 on a scale of one to 10? What are you giving this week? Oh, this week's much easier. I'm going to give it like a seven, eight. Okay. You know, it's not as intense. Uh, Mars is still stopped. He's basically at the same degree from November 1st through November 24th. So he's parked at 15, but he is just moving. You know how like when your car's in the snow and, it's, and then it just starts to feel like it's getting a little traction. So it's going to feel like that. So it's not going to feel like it's moving rapidly, but it is going to feel like it's shifting and moving forward. So that's good. And as it does that forward motion, we're all going to feel like, oh, okay, I'm moving forward. And then of course, last week, Thursday, was the two big guys, Jupiter and Pluto, meeting again for the third and final time. But they were also meeting on the point of the Saturn-Pluto uh, conjunction in January. They're meeting at 22. So it was on a world point. So it brought up things that were going to affect your world or that would be public. Or it just was very heavy. You know, I know I had a full slate of clients on Thursday and I just was like, I don't have the energy to do them. And so uh, I had Rose move them all to this week. And I went to bed. 
for five hours. I went to bed at like 2.30 and got up at 8. Wow. And then I was up for two hours and then I went to bed again. Because one, the other part of this was a lot of people weren't sleeping and I wasn't sleeping well. You know, because it's a lot of times when there's this much energy, remember, it's going to show on, in you know, intellectual air, ideas, going to show in fire, vision. How do we get things moving? What do we see? Emotional, water, feeling, and then earth, physical. So those two big guys were, you know, like just parked. And um, I was like they're big in my chart. They, they don't actually talk. Well, they do talk to each other by a semi-sextile. Yeah, I guess they do. But I was just tired. And I just was like, I don't have the energy to read people. Uh, I need to go to bed. And uh, that's how my moon's in Pisces. So my best thing is take a shower or go to bed. <laughs> so I went, I'm going for the bed this time. And I just hopped right in, in my dress. I didn't even take my clothes off. I just got in bed put a blanket yeah. over my head, not in bed, but laid down for a nap. And that was it. I was gone five hours. Yeah. So I, and then I was like, all right, all right. and then Mars slowly went forward. Now what we had on Sunday was we had a new moon in Scorpio and the new moon um, in cast for the DC chart, because that's our country, but you can cast it for wherever the, um, the new moon was having a, an act of passion uh, Arabic part of passion with the Jupiter, the Saturn, or with the Jupiter, the Pluto, and the Athena. So we were being invited to be passionate as of Sunday night. And I think a lot of people on Sunday felt it shift, like, oh, I can breathe again, right? Yeah. Um, I can breathe again. And so now we're going forward. And everybody's, everybody except Neptune, but he's, he's helping us dream the new dream. Everybody's moving forward now. So we're going to feel uh, a lot more in, in charge of things, a lot more like we can do it and uh, much more like, okay, let me, let me go. But we're still going to have some wicked dreams. You know, this is like, it's that creative time, you know, and a lot of the dreams have been like, you know, you know, those scared dreams, like I'm standing naked in front of an audience or I'm, do I really know what I'm doing? You know, I got up to do something and it didn't work, you know, in terms of what people are reporting, because it's asking us to go into new territory mm. and, or the heavens are inviting us into new territory because they're going into new territory mm. and they're going places they haven't been in a long time, 29 years. 13 years, 12 years. So, yeah, it's big. Yeah. You know, that, that was the compounding effect last week. I also had a really hard time sleeping. And so it was all the intense energy, but then also being sleep deprived, it makes it even worse. So yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate. Although I did actually feel a lot of creative energy last week too. Did there was, there was a lot of like inspiration coming through and sort of, um, new horizons or new ideas that would be very expansive. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, what you're talking about, those dreams, those are like anxiety dreams, right? Mm -hmm. I always think of those whenever I'm having those dreams, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling some sort of anxiety somewhere mm -hmm. about something. Or I'm getting ready for this new chapter. Like I'm going to go do something that, you know, because remember anxiety and fear feel the same in the body. Right. You know, so when you go, oh, oh, but then you're like, no, I'll be okay. You know, you know, I'm not going to be naked on any stage that I know about anytime soon. <laughs> you know, but okay, I'm having the naked dream. All right. That's right. like, you know, <laughs> yes. and, and it's, uh, it's really honoring. Um, I had one last night and I, I didn't have anything except a blanket. So I wrapped myself in the blanket 
you know, and I'm walking around the blanket and hoping nobody says, take off your blanket because I'm naked under the blanket, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> what is this naked dreams lately? You know? Right. I'm a Virgo. We like to be naked. So maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Neptune, Neptune's aspecting my son. But it, it is a, it's a time of, oh, okay. Ready or not, here we go. You know, and, and it is, of course, we're still with Mars and his shadow and we're still with these planets that are pretty big. So there can be some major changes. You know, right before I got on here, I had taken a class a couple of weeks ago with a, with a guy at the Young Foundation and um, he just sent, you know, that he had a medical thing kind of come up out of nowhere. So, you know, remember, these are also times for us to um, recognize the sudden shifts in our lives that can change things because these are big planets and they do cause shifts that can change things. Hmm. So it can be a physical, it can be an emotional, it can be a work, it can be a aha. Uh -huh. And as Mars retraces his steps from July 25th to September 9th, which he's going to do now for the third time, he's going to say, so now that you've seen it, what do you want to do about it? What's hmm. that new thing look like? Hmm. So, so I love the question that Jamie asked, our A-team angel that she asked before we went on live about, you know, the things that are coming up now. Hmm are they coming up for us to let go of or are they coming up for us because we need to work with them still? Either way. Remember we had talked last week about everybody being their own authority. Yes. So you get to make a decision now hmm. and you can say, okay, I want to work with this. This is something that's important to me to work for with, or uh, no, I'm not going to work with this. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to move it. I'm going to release it. So it can be either. Remember, you're your own authority now. That's what this whole year is about mm -hmm. is, you know, you're in charge of yourself and you get to make your choices. And of course, wherever you have that COVID clump is where you're being asked to make your choices. And then we go from there into the next chapter of, okay, now that I've made those choices, what do I want to do? I would love to hear from the audience. If you are listening in a place where you can chat, um, how are you doing that? Like, where are you actually taking steps towards becoming your own authority, owning your own authority, your own sovereignty, whatever word you want to use? How are you doing that? Uh, I know yesterday my girls and I spent several hours Finally, you know, you, you've been along the ride with me for my whole gardening journey, right? <laughs> which, which started in March with Adventures my in Maui gardening. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It could be an online reality show, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think it'd be that interesting, but it started with the pots in the front, you know, that mm -hmm. had a so-so effectiveness rate. And so finally, it was like, we need to clear some area and actually put like garden beds down, which we've been working on for months. We now finally have it all set up. And yesterday at the Scorpio new moon, it was like, okay, let's plant, like, let's put the things in the ground. But you've heard me express my um, kind of sadness or anger or dissatisfaction with, with our reliance on big corporations for our very fundamental needs like food you know? And so there's been this whole year for me has been a real conscious act of, of um, going to farmer's markets, local stores, really just supporting the local community mm -hmm. uh, because, because they're the ones we we're the ones who care about each other, you know, deep down if any, and, and I'm on an Island in the middle of the ocean. So it's, it's even more 
you know, prominently. Everything has to get brought in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if and there's been times where the boats have have not come to the islands. There's actually a period of time where that. And so it's like, OK, there's no imports. Now what? <laughs> and and I think for for a lot of us, it's it's a good way to see things, though. Like if we had to be on our own, how would we do it? And not to not to incite fear, but also to 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 create a sense of empowerment. Like there are actually things we can do. Yeah. And so let's be doing them, you know, whatever that is in your world, whatever feels important or compelling for you to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, uh, I think that's a good analogy. I know when I, my father had to go back to the farm, we bought a farm, actually, we moved from a little, you know, half acre house in the suburbs to six acres, which used to be a farm. So the, the barns were still there, the windmill was there, the land around had been sold off to a developer and built into houses. So we were like this little six acre oasis but my father got into gardening um and of course my parents believed in children's slaves and um what? I, I didn't hear what you my said my parents though. believed in children's slaves we were oh. you know we had to work that was part of our, that was part of our servitude and being in the family everybody had chores so he had this whole thing like go pick the peas go weed and we're all like hey you know like what what do you want to, what do you know like it's your garden you do it and uh we had a rebellion of the we had a rebellion of the children slaves on the on the on the plantation there and but you know he would get into wars with the raccoons because they would eat the corn and then we didn't pick the peas in time and they were these little rocks and then there was so much friggin zucchini I've never seen so much, you know, and, and you realize like all this stuff you don't know, you yes. know, like raccoons eat corn. And my father's like, well, I'd be happy if they ate one ear, but they eat it bite out of each ear of each stalk. I know he was, he was at war with the raccoons. So you realize how hard it is to grow your own food. It's true, but it also a lot of work. But it also helps us connect so much more deeply with the rhythms of nature. So yesterday, um, Mm -hmm. we have someone helping us with the garden and he was talking about manure and we have horses next door. So I was like, can we just like go get the, the horse manure? <laughs> and he's like, well, no, it needs to be like, it goes through a process for seven to nine months. I was like, Oh, you know, there's like all these little things I'm clueless about. And, mm -hmm. and there's a complete acknowledgement of that. I, I'm not of any illusion. You're that not I'm saying gonna, I know how to do this. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm going to grow all of our food and we're never going to go to the store again. No. But I, what I'm seeing is just baby steps in the direction of learning of the, of even the intention or desire to get closer to nature. That to me is all that it's about is learn from nature, be more in tune, be more in the rhythm. And that helps us in all the areas of our lives. You know, so then when we're pushing, trying to push things forward, it's like, well, that's not the way nature works. Nature has a time frame, and you need to like surrender to her time frame, unless you want to make yourself really sick and upset and you know all the things that we do <laughs> so, yeah, yeah well because yeah. we we don't appreciate that whole time thing yes. you know i mean that's the beauty of astrology because we see it in our lives you know yeah. all of us when we started in january and went oh this will be two weeks and then now here we are 11 months later going oh it's not till next the end of next year well you know because we got a ways to go still yeah that whole process of how long it takes and over time, you know, and we have this concept in, of immediate success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times you'll read an article and it's like, well, they've been working on it seven years. Or they've been working on almost 15 years or they've yeah. been doing this for 30 years. And we hear Saturn. You know, if we hear a 12 year cycle, we're hearing Jupiter. You know, um, if we're hearing a, an eight year cycle. Oh, Amanda, you left. 
Um, if you hear an eight-year cycle, we're hearing she left, really. She turned off her mic and everything. I guess it's just me now. Where did Amanda go? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to put the shades down because the sun okay. was coming in blinding me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have told you, but I was like, she, I, she just disappeared. And I'll come right back. Okay. You're back. She's back. But yeah, yeah. so the, <laughs> just like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I do fly solo. I'm good with that. But you kind of freaked me out a little there um, in a good way. So yeah, so this is our, our option to figure out how to do it. Now, the other thing that's happening this week which is a little hard and it is venus and libra which is one of her favorite signs she's on a world point she's squaring pluto on a world point but venus moves pretty quickly so she is going to go through she's going to square athena we're going to make decisions she's going to square pluto we're going to be like understanding our power dynamics on a different level she's going to square jupiter uh and help us see a big picture and then she's going to square saturn and she does that all this week boom 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 and these are, this is an opportunity for us to do psychological integration of the stuff we've been going through and to kind of look at the structure of our lives, look at the structure of what's going on and say, okay, that's been shifted and changed and, and to integrate it, what we, what we want to do with it. You know, now that it's, now that it's changed, what do we want to do with it? And I think it's important, you know, when we go through something like this, there's a lot of exhaustion that comes with these kinds of transits. Yeah. People are just like tired, weary, you know, they keep talking about COVID fatigue. And of course, I'm tired of COVID, right? But this is important because this is when you're going to be asked, how are you choosing to partner with it? So you're partnering with your garden and you're hearing manure and you're like, manure. And the guy goes, yeah, nine months. And you're like, oh, nine months. Oh, okay. Like, I can't just go get poop and put it on the thing, you know? Well, you could, but it's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, so it's that, it's like, all right, like more? I have to do more? <laughs> yeah. So you're, I mean, I didn't have enough. I have a garden here. How do I continue to, you know, like. I have to work like, on it know, every day. Now I have to work with it. There's process. There's process. So, and you might be like, I'm going to go to bed now <laughs> or whatever your, however your moon is comforted. Right. But it is. It's important for you to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, I am connecting on a deeper level, you know, so it's yeah. big, it's big yeah. and it's not easy, but it's, it's mess. It's life. It's kind of messy, mm -hmm. you know, but it's okay. We're, we're through the, we're through all the stuff that says, and now we're in the, all right, now what are we doing about it? What are, what are our choices? Would you say now we're kind of also in preparation for the winter solstice Jupiter Saturn conjunction. Yeah, once planets finish their last station and sign, which both Jupiter and Saturn have done. Pluto's in there for a few more years, but they they're done with it. And now it's that that last station. I always kind of think of it as full steam ahead. I'm heading for Aquarius. Um, out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. And so there's an element of wanting to throw off stuff and be done with Capricorn. Of course, we can't be because, you know, and I remember back when I was a baby astrologer and I did a reading for someone and she was having a pretty nasty Saturn transit. And um, we finished and she said, I'd like to come back. You know, now that I said, oh, yeah, come on back. So we go, okay, so now Saturn's going to your, your third house. She goes, what? I'm like, <laughs> What do you mean? She goes, what do you mean Saturn's going to my, I thought I was done with that. <laughs> and I'm like, 
uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to say. I said, well, no, you're not. I mean, he's, you know, he's still up there in the sky. <laughs> he's just now moving to a new part of your chart. No. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. That is you know, a hard I, realization. I didn't know what to say because, yeah. you, know, she, you know, she just got out of it. And now she's like, what? You know, and it's kind of like doing the laundry or cleaning the bathroom. You have to keep doing it. And you're kind of, I don't want to brush my teeth tonight. You got little kids. I'm sure they broke, they protest the teeth brushing. Oh, the, yeah. route, the routeness of, what do you mean I have to do that again? Mm -hmm. I, we were protesting with, what do you mean you want me to go weed the garden again? I did that last week. <laughs> not going to give you any allowance. I'm like, you're not giving me allowance anyway. You told me to go get a job when I was 16. I don't need your money to pick your garden. I, you know, I, rebellion. But then you're also like, really? Like I live in this house, so I have to go pick tomatoes for dinner? Yes. All right. I can pick tomatoes. I'm not weeding them. <laughs> and so it's us making our choices about what we want to do next, what that next thing looks like. Mm -hmm. And I think if we know that, it makes it easier. But yes, yeah, Saturn's moving on to a new place. And he is like full steam ahead into Aquarius. He's full, Jupiter's full steam ahead into Aquarius. And they're meeting up. And they're going to start a 20-year cycle. So you go back and think about what you were doing May of 2000. So for me, that was starting my uh, deciding, you know, I'd finished all the year 2K stuff when I was working at Pepsi. And the team all split up in May, literally. Everybody went their own separate ways. And I went, I want to be an astrologer. And, you know, it took about a year to get, be a full-time, but I went home and did, you know, work that I didn't really like, but I worked on building my practice. Because mm. um, I knew that was my new vision, not, right. not the computer, computer work anymore. So. Mm. so I think that's where we are. We're setting a new vision with the Saturn-Jupiter um, in December. And so this is the preparatory time for that last of the five things that happened this year. So we had Saturn, Pluto in January. We had Jupiter, Pluto three times, April, June, now. And then last up is Jupiter and Saturn saying, okay, we're going to go work together for 20 years and grow your next chapter of life. So it's big. Any of you who join us for the 2021 forecast panel, you're also going to be invited to the ceremony that we're going to be doing on the winter solstice for that shift into Aquarius. And so we, we're essentially bookending the year because we we did the first ceremony slash meditation. And it's really, we come together and we acknowledge the energies and we seed intentions and we're just real uh, mindful of what's happening together in a group, which is, I, I always bring in really talk about it. Yeah, it's really important. So we did it in January mm -hmm. and it was like, it was one of those moments where it was like, I know we're doing something really important and powerful and like what is right around the corner? We have no idea, but we know it's huge. Mm -hmm. And so this one feels really important too. this winter solstice to close the year, to really take time to reflect, to, to um, see how far we've come through all of this challenge and adversity and all the things that have been so hard for all of us and also look forward to the future. Like, mm -hmm. so now what? You know, now what, what are we going to create? What are we going to bring into our reality? So we'll be doing that together too. So if you do register for the forecast, you'll also be invited to join us for that. Um, and again, that's astrologyhub.com slash 2021, if you missed it. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to mention it's going the la last time uh, for the last 200 years, it's been in earth. Right. And now this is the first conjunction in air in 800 years. So we're leaving the earth 
and we're going to take off. We're going to fly. So it's really important for you, wherever the zero Aquarius is. Now, Saturn snuck in there April 4th, April 1st or so, and then June 30th. He was sitting in there just a little bit. Uh, and he kind of whispered, hey, maybe hey, maybe this, maybe this. And, you, you know, and then he went back into Capricorn. And you're like, what, did I, did he just say something to me? <laughs> did I, did I hear something? Am I hearing an alarm here? What am I, am I, what am I hearing? So when he goes back into Aquarius, which is the beginning of December, and then when Jupiter meets up with him, the two of them go, yes, you heard me. Now we're going to go fly, air mm -hmm. sign. We're going to go fly. How do you need to fly? You've been grounded. We've been keeping you down here on earth for a while. And now you're going to take off. And we know after pandemics and wars, there's renaissances. There's a rebuild. There's a new chapter opening. And so that is why it's important because consciously applying to the vision and saying, you know, this is what I, this is what I want to do. This is what my vision is. Now, in my case, the last time was there was one in 80 also so if you're older there was one in 80. Um, in my case it was looking at it and going I don't really want to work in computers anymore I want to go be an astrologer um, I have to make that my make that migration happen right mm -hmm. and and how do I get there so it doesn't take off right away but it's that vision and here I am 20 years later talking to you guys right on Amanda's channel and i'm sure if amanda looked back at what she was doing in may of 20 may of 2000 and she watches the arc of her life now she's got this new community that she's formed with all you guys and now aquarius is the work of the community so we're going into a new chapter of how we work together and each and every one of you as you tune into this podcast carry it out to your friends to your family and when the stuff starts going and we're the stuff we've talked about, you kind of go, well, you're supposed to psychologically integrate all the changes from this year. <laughs> and they all go, oh, and you don't even have to say astrology, but also the people that know you, that know you're into astrology go, what is going on? Is it like super intense? And you go, mm -hmm. it's a 50 on a scale of one to 10, you know, and, and you don't realize the work you're all doing with your family, with your friends and the partner that goes, you believe in that astrology? All right, I'm going to indulge you because you're kind of, you know, you're my partner and I like you. But And then now they're like, so like what, what's happening this week? What's the number? So recognize your role in this too. And you're going to be initiating a whole new 20 year ceremony, like it or not, everybody is on December 21st. So we're all initiating and we're all beginning this new energy of after all I've been through, how do I want to work with it? Mm. What, what do I think now after having witnessed all these changes and, and don't underestimate the level of change there's been. Uh, these are, these are planets that don't get together, but every last time they got together was 82, 38 years ago. So, you know, it's a, it's a big shift in my life. That was when my mom passed, uh, you know, my dad passed last year. My stepmother is leaving right now as we're recording this. Um, she's in hospice and about to take off. And uh, so I'm going to mark the end of all the elders because my aunt died this year. My other uncle, my uncle's really sick. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, am I going to be the oldest one in the family? Mm, pretty soon, not very many ahead of me on the escalator, but it's a shift in the reality of our structure. Right. And all of us have to go, 
okay, structurally, where am I beginning this new cycle? And for that, you're going to look at zero Aquarius. And the interesting thing about this is all these solstice planets, have, all these Capricorn planets have been meeting on the world point, which is everybody in the world is having the same transit at the same time. And then the conjunction on December 21st is also on the world point, on the Capricorn ingress, when the sun is at the lowest it goes. Of course, it's high summer for our Australian friends, but for us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the beginning of the new season as the days get longer by a minute every day, right? So it's huge. I mean, these are really big global changes and they're global in your life, certainly. And as you watch the lives of your friends and family, uh, and your country, you see their global changes for everybody. And, and we have an opportunity now to kind of say, all right, after all that, what's my vision? You know, what is, what is it I, what am I here to do? What's that, what's that about? What is it? And, and kind of think about it. And really, whether you do a ritual or not, you're getting one. You know what I mean? Like the planets are doing one for you. They're having a service together and they're going, okay, now we're starting a new 20 years. You ready? And to the extent you are, that's good. Or not, that's good too. And of course, I forgot to take my phone off. Sorry about that, Amanda. That's okay. I forgot to put my shades down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so the world point, the, the, the conjunction in January was on the world point, correct? Yeah. Were there any other ones throughout the year that were on the world point? Yeah, the Jupiter-Pluto was on the world point. Last the, week. Yeah. 22 and a half Capricorn, the one, the, the, uh, the sun is going to be on the world point with the Jupiter Saturn conjunction on December 21st, the new moon, uh, in Libra a couple, couple weeks ago, four weeks ago, that was on the world point. The new moon that we just had on Sunday, trying to world point, you know, so is it, yeah. is it unusual to have that many things happening on the world point in one year? Yeah, that's why everybody went, it's going to be really big. It's going to be really right. big. Right. <laughs> it's going to be cold. The whole world's going to go through it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, you know, New York has mercury on the world point, right, New York City. So the virus came in here, one of the big ports, you know, came in California. But we have 22 Capricorn, um, and I was watching that in the New York City chart going, hmm, when is this going to be? Hmm. Yeah, subways, transportation, you know, we rule, we have all the TV networks here, we have the advertising people here, we have, you know, pub publishing industry here, we have all sorts of, we have plays and musicals and all that here, writers and songwriters and, you know, whatever, Mercury. You know, we're a Mercury town. Um, we don't have big houses, but we talk a lot. <laughs> and so it was on our world point, right? So we were the first, you know, we have Governor Cuomo, who's got planets aspecting the world point, going, you know, like, go to home and use your masks. Um, and we, uh, you know, Mercury and, and Capricorn on the world point. So yes, the world, there are world points. And if you have planets on them, you will be known for that planet. What that plan or angles can be angles too, and also midpoints. So um, back a long time ago, when my assistant first started working for me, I had um, she had a production. She's a she's a, a playwright producer kind of person. So she had a production company, and she said, "Can you help me on my fundraiser?" I said, "Yeah." So I sat in a back room, and for twenty five bucks, kids would come back. They were all in their twenties, and I would do you know their chart, like you know like five things, send them off. So a couple of days later, she said to me, so can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. Um, she said, you know, you told some of them that they had planets on the world point, and then there were some of them you didn't tell. I said, yeah. 
<laughs> they go, well, what does that mean? I said, well, they're going to be famous for whatever the planet is. And she said, and the ones you didn't tell? I said, well, they're not going to be famous. And she goes, and I, and it kind of, you know, I mean, I had occurred to me that people left listening to me and went out and said, what'd she say to you? Right. right. <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, I said, oh, <laughs> never occurred to me. But, you know, obviously the ones I saw, oh, you have plants on the world point, going to be really, and one of them, you know, one RuPaul's Drag Race, one of them is a Broadway actor now, one of them is a TV show. They had it on the world point. And, and I know everybody's going, what's the world point? How what's do I look like this out? <laughs> and well, also, does it mean anything aspecting it? So would it be like if something's opposing it or something square to it or something? Okay. So what? tell them how to look at their chart and see this. Well, first of all, has your world changed this year? And everybody's going, yes. yes. <laughs> I must have a, something on the world point. I must have. We all have something on the world point this year. So, um they're, what they are is they're the, the season's ingresses. That's why doing the, the ceremony on December 21st is the ingress of the Capricorn season. That's one of the world points. So zero of cardinal, when the seasons begin, zero Aries, zero Cancer, zero Libra, zero Capricorn. That's a world point. Then we form a hard aspect to it. We do the cross quarters. You know, when you, if you do Beltane, Candlemas, Samhain, uh, I never remember the other one, but there are the four of them. So 15 of the fixed, 15 Taurus, 15 Leo, 15 Scorpio, 15 Aquarius. And then we divide it again, we get seven and a half of the mutable. Seven and a half Gemini, seven and a half Virgo, seven and a half Sagittarius, seven and a half Pisces. And then because that's here and there's an empty energy over here, we do 22 and a half of the Cardinals, which is where all this stuff's been taking place in the, the 22 and a half mark. Now you use a degree on either sign uh, approaching. So, you know, if you have stuff at 29 Pisces, that's right before zero Aries, right? So the last degree of the mutables counts too, because it's right, it's one degree within. And those are the things that are hidden. So you don't know who made post-it notes. But that guy had something at zero, you know, at 29 Virgo, where he made you these wonderful little notes that you could mm -hmm. write on, right? And then sometimes it, you know, the person, it, you know, isn't known in the world, but their invention is, mm -hmm. like the person who did Squatty Potty. Um, I mean, you might have seen him on Shark Tank, but um, I looked up their chart, you know, when they were on Shark Tank. I thought, what a great idea, Squatty Potty. And they had, you know, they had planets not on the world point. Right. So, yeah, okay. and they had planets on the world point. You didn't know them, but you knew their invention. So if you have planets, at, that's a lot of places right there. So well, I mean, it's, eight. It, it's eight points. Yeah. And does it mean famous in the world? Could it mean like very well known in your community? Does it mean it doesn't necessarily mean like you're some global figure? Obviously, that would never work because not that many people could be that famous. Right. right. Yeah, right. Totally. But it also has a strong energy. Um, of you're known for that thing. And you can also have it progress. You know, that Andy Warhol quote, you can have 15 minutes of fame, you know, as something progresses to it and progresses off it, right? Mm -hmm. So like Nancy Kerrigan was an ice skater and she was pretty famous. Tanya Harding was famous for whacking her in the knees, you know, with a baseball club. So she had her little moment of fame and it migrated off. And then a few years ago, <laughs> they had a movie about her 
and wouldn't you know it, there it was back again. You know, it got migrated on the, the point of fame where they did a movie about Tanya whacking her with the knees with the baseball bat. So it you doesn't have to be permanent. She had, was that like Mars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Whoa, that's fascinating. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what if you yeah, have so, it, so it's fun and it, you know, and it kind of says, oh, and it, you know, when you look at a movie stars chart, a lot of times they have a lot of planets on the world points because they're famous, right? Um, when you look at, uh, when you look at your chart and it's famous for what, you know, what are you going to be known for? It, it's not just, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be your work. It's what people know about you and why they, what they talk about, about you or what, what you're recognized as being good at. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be local. It doesn't have to be in, and it can be just known in your family, you know, but it is a thing you're famous for. Or it's a thing that people recognize about you as part of your your story. But it can actually literally bring fame. Yep. Interesting. And, and if you case, have several planets, um, be very well known. Yeah. Well, you like- remember we when we look at astrology chart, we like to see everything three times. You know, otherwise it's just a passing fancy. But if it's in there at least three times, we know it's going to happen because then it's part of your natal potential. Because hmm. your your natal potential says, "Hey, I'm supposed to do this." this is part of my path. Um, and I, I guess I need to do it. You get called to it. And so, and then people recognize you for it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a fun point, but don't do it at cocktail parties. <laughs> no, <laughs> at least not with actors, you know, <laughs> don't do it for aspiring actors. That's yes. definitely. No, you know, it was a, it was a good learning. I mean, but you know, a little, you know, you're going to be famous, you know, and they were like thrilled and they left. And then the other ones, I said, Oh, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And, uh, and they were not happy. <laughs> but Rose got the $25. So, you know, that's good. Oh my gosh. But it, it hadn't even occurred to me, you know, right. No, I, I, I can totally yeah. understand. You were just looking at the charts and telling yeah, me. Yeah, just saying, you know, the top five things I saw, you know. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Anne, what else about this week? Any any other aspects or anything? That Sun goes into Sagittarius. All right. <laughs> we get out of Scorpio. Uh, I think the really, the parts that we want to, and Mercury, of course, is leaving his shadow. He's been in his retrograde shadow for a while. He has one more opposition to Uranus. That's on the 17th. He's had three. In my case, that's been my toilet and then my clock's back breaking and who knows what the hell is going to happen this next one. Um, it's an opposition energy that kind of kicks us out. Mercury has a nice aspect with dreams and wanting to organize our papers and our houses. Of course, the Venus-Pluto square, which I mentioned the 15th, the 18th is for Jupiter. Uh, Venus squares Athena. This, I mean, sorry, squares Jupiter the 16th, it squares Athena the 16th and squares Pluto, Saturn the 19th. And then Venus goes into Scorpio this week. So she gets more intense. Um, And the sun goes into Sag on November 21st. And Mars is quiet. Yoo-ha. He is getting rid of of the house or changing the house energy. So if you've got your house up for scale. And then there should be a big dose of envy on November 17th because Jupiter squares Eris. So we're going to see a little envy pop where we have to figure out how to work with it. Um, what what else besides envy could Eris? Oh, she's out? she's a little mean. You know, lots of death. You know, she's that that'll be when the death peaks happen. Um, if you guys are on Facebook, there's an astrologer named Chris Brennan, and a couple of days ago, B R E N N A N, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got kind of blondish hair, 
uh, kind of a long Scorpio face. If you know you're not friends with, you can follow him. But he did a post that compared the Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions with the increases in the coronavirus. You know, so he he mapped them. Here's Jupiter-Pluto met. Here's when the coronavirus took off. So it's like you know, because Jupiter is lots of Pluto is death, and Eris is she's a war goddess. So Jupiter square Eris is fighting over death. You know, so but she's she's not she's not been particularly behaving lately. Um, so she can be she's a harder energy. She she's a goddess of discord. So I guess we'll reframe her where you feel discordant and you feel a little rah, 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 that energy needs to be worked with because that is a secondary emotion something else going on underneath all the anger that we see secondary emotion what's underneath it what do you you know where is that getting fueled by of course we go mars and aries but we also know there's something underneath that's making you hook into it so you're hooked in what are you hooked in on right Does that makes sense yes Definitely. Well, and sometimes discord is like a knot that's, that's creating the opportunity for a new flow of that energy, but you got to deal with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, that little chain, you know, when you get your chain yeah. in the knot, you sit there with the trying to get, <sighs> yeah, this yes. but it yes. starts to feel better. That's the good news. It's not nearly as intense as last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So what we have is a seven, eight week at seven or eight week on the intensity scale, um, things are f- starting to move forward. They're not going to like everything miraculously is worked out and, you know, we're off to the races, but the momentum's going to start feeling like it's moving forward. We're going to start feeling more capable to handle it. Um, this is a particularly creative time. You also may be experiencing some anxiety and that may be coming through in your dreams. A lot of times, I mean, anxiety is basically when we're living in the future and we're projecting what the future is. So doing things that you can to stay present and aware of where you're at right now may help with some of that anxiety. Um, Really considering, and maybe you wrote in the chat if you did, awesome. Um, If not, just take some time to consider how are you doing own authority, becoming your own authority. Like, what is that looking like in your life? How are you actually doing that? Um, Venus and Libra on the world point, this may bring about some additional exhaustion, some, some, um, sleepiness, making choices about what's next. So we're starting to actually make choices and put, put the next plan into place for like, where we're going. Psychologically integrating all the stuff that's gone on this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, so all this has happened. So what does it mean? And what am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And we're going to feel like we actually can make choices now. Mm. And I forgot one thing. There were a couple of weeks ago in the beginning of September, there was a hammer of Thor with the sun going through. And then there was a hammer of Thor with Venus going through. Yeah. There's one this week with Vesta going through. Now Vesta is the home and hearth. So sometimes that's getting rid of stuff. You know, I broke a couple dishes in the kitchen yesterday um, but it is, you know, it's what's your home and hearth and what you want to, what you want to get rid of in that or the nesting energy. So if you've got a real estate thing going with people or you've got, you know, you're selling your house, the hammer of Thor can kind of help that move or not, um, kind of clunk, you know, clank through stuff. I had a inheritance issue, um, in a reading the other day and, uh, you know, like her steps to take to get herself off the deed you know mm. so 
and getting the money for the house, you know, so, you know, using the hammer to move through things. So it is a hammer. It's not as potent as the Venus and the sun one. Although I have to say both times I was whacked by the <laughs> hammer. So I'm, I saw it coming again with this thing going through Virgo this week. And I thought, mm, uh, mm, is trying to get me. Um, and so the hammer for Vesta was uh, the 18th. You get aware of the hammer and she is, um, I should have written this down. Sorry, Amanda. Uh, she is active uh, the 23rd of the week and also um, she's active the 15th. So the hammer is the 15th through the 23rd. But that also can be, you know, people clearing things out, people moving, people, you know, what am I letting go? What am I releasing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. All right. Um, we have uh, setting a new vision. Um, we're the 20 year cycle, but that, but that's more the winter solstice. Yeah. Right. I want you thinking about it though. You know, thinking about it now. Thinking yes. about it now. Cause the score, what we're in with, with the Scorpio planets are doing to the Capricorn is they're in, a closing sextile. It's a it's a working energy, and um, the aspect is the aspect of passion. You know, they're on the point of passion. So, what's your passion? Mm -hmm. What do you want to do next? You know, like a lot of this, a lot of this is clarifying for many people what they don't want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I, you know, I see that I don't want to do that anymore. Well, what what do you want to do? Uh, what does that passion look like? And it's Scorpio passion, so it's not necessarily got words yet. So on the new moon in Sag, it'll maybe have some more words, but we're also with this new moon, we're entering into eclipse season. And we know eclipses, I always go, the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming. And uh, yeah, the eclipses, there's one on November 30th, a full moon eclipse at eight. And then there's another one on the 14th of December, a new moon eclipse total on the South Node. So that's big. And then, then we go into the, you know, that's release, go, giant cosmic let go, and then next. So, yeah, so it, you don't have to do it yet, but the ritual for the Scorpio new moon, which is this week, if you haven't done it yet, all the moons are nice. The sun and the moon actually, the moon in Capricorn actually has a nice closing aspect of the sextile to the sun. And I've all those cardinal moons, I've been like, ah, cardinal moon, careful, careful. But I'm like, oh, it's a good one this week. So so the the energy as we're going towards, so kind of think of that balsamic phase, you know, when you see the moon getting ready, smaller, 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 going to the sun, that's what the sun and the moon are doing, going to the COVID clump. They're slowly, slowly, slowly going and releasing into it. So psychological integration time. We did in the inner circle yesterday, we did a meditation on um, lava on the, on the volcano and how lava uh, destroys everything in its path. But as it's doing so, it's literally creating new land. So all these Hawaiian islands were made out of lava flow. And so as the, the lava dumps into the ocean, it's creating new land which creates new places to explore, new opportunities for life. I mean, a lot of people would say Hawaii is quote unquote paradise. So that destruction actually then makes room for something entirely new. Um, so this very, that we were exploring that Scorpio theme of death and rebirth and what it enables and how it is a very natural cycle, obviously. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're getting ready for that big um, intention setting that we're going to be doing December 21st. So right now you could be just sitting with the questions. And if we don't have words for those things yet, maybe focusing on the qualities, like what qualities do you want to bring into your life? More love, more passion, more vitality, more freedom, more mobility, you know, whatever it is, but bringing in those um, qualities for now. And then maybe the how or what will start to crystallize as we move towards Sagittarius. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, this question of what is my vision? What am I here to do? We um, have an opportunity to organize dreams um, and there could be some envy coming in. I, I always like to think of envy as an indicator. So if I see something and I feel envious about it, it's like, wow, that's just showing me that I would like to embody more of that, right. that I'm seeing in that person or in that, you know, that means that's just a cue that that's something that I need to focus on bringing out in me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's simplifying it. I know envy is a really, really tough one to envy and jealousy are really hard ones to work with. Right. Um, but it helps if you name it, it really just does. When I, when I grew up, my mom, my mom, my aunt, my aunt, my mom, my aunt was a little envious of my mom. And my grandmother didn't do anything about it. So mm. my mother <laughs> was very clear whenever there was envy in our house, she would say, ah, there's the green eyed monster. Ooh. She named it. Mm. So you had to own it. The good news was, you know, when I'm envious of something, I'm like, ah, I'm envious. I can name it. And then I can work with it. Cause once it, and remember once anything is named, we can work with it. Once we know what it is, once it has a name, literally, we can, we can work with that energy. And uh, my aunt, on the other hand, didn't really do anything. So she raised a couple kids that had it. And um, my cat's very, he loves, he loves envy. He's a Scorpio guy. Um, he is the second cat, of course. Um, and uh, who does mom love better, right? Yeah. Um, so at any rate, the, the, so her, her kids, her son, more than her daughter, daughter was more the victim of the envy but um they really had to work on that in their lifetime because it never was addressed so it's helpful to name envy because when you name it it becomes a little less potent it doesn't mean it goes away but it lets you name it and work with it and own it Mm -hmm. you know because then you're gonna it's not gonna be so hard and i i think of envy and jealousy as a little different jealousy is g you have great flowers, Amanda, where'd you get them? You go to me, I picked them in my garden. I'm like, really? All right. So <laughs> I, I don't have a garden. I live in New York. Where do I get my flowers? Right. But I can get them. Envy is you have something I don't have and I want it. Mm. And you have it. It's got a little more of an edge to it. Now, when Viola Davis won for the help, I mean, she was nominated for Academy Award. She was on Oprah afterwards and Oprah was asking her about her career and how it had been. And they were showing all these things. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember her in that movie. I remember, she really worked her butt off and she gets there. And Oprah, she, oh, she goes, well, I really worked hard. She said, I really thrilled. She said, but I have to tell you, I wasn't prepared for the envy. Mm. And Oprah said, yeah, the envy. I know about the envy, right? Mm. And so envy's got a little bit of a darker edge to it. But if it's named... <clears throat> you name it or they name it it's in the room and it's got a name and it isn't as it isn't as powerful yeah it's yeah. interesting because i have two daughters with a lot of scorpio and i don't have 
a lot of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an interesting one for me to navigate as a parent mm -hmm. because it, it just seems elusive to me at this point, the tools that could help with it, you know, aside from naming it, um, and also, um, being grateful for what you do have, you know, it's like, yeah, and you don't have the flowers from your garden, but what do you have in New York? You know, I have, I have then, a black cat on my desk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't have a black cat on your desk. I don't have a black, I do have a black dog roaming around, but, <laughs> but it's, Oh, it's, your dog is better than my cat. Is that what you're yes, saying? Amanda? Yes, yes. Dogs are, yeah. No, but it's, but that's a mental thing. I, what I've noticed is it's very much, it very much takes over the body. And so it's, it's something that needs to be dealt with, not just in the mind of like, well, but I do have good things. It's like, that's only going to get you so far. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that, you know, somatic experience of, of moving that energy. Cause I have also heard that it is, is a, it's an extraordinarily powerful energy when, when people become masterful in working with it and transmuting it and alchemizing it and channeling it in productive ways, but it's, a, it's one of the hardest ones to master. So it's well, it, comes, it comes from a harder space yeah because it's coming from a, a space where you're like you know how do i manage that i don't have that but right. i want it you know right uh and so it's got a it's got a drive to it that perhaps some of the other and i i think it's kind of very much about war you know jealousy you're not necessarily going to kill somebody for but war you're going to go you have that and i want it and if i got to get rid of you i got to kill you to get it you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's got a darker edge. Mm -hmm. Jealousy. I can go, I can go buy flowers. I can go out my door. There's a, there's a flower right around the corner. I can get flowers. They can look just as nice as yours. Yeah. But you don't you, envy. You can't get, it's the other person has it. And you it's like, you're never going to be Oprah. So if you're envious you're of Oprah, you're in trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can be your thing. Right. But we, you know, we externalize, I mean, not this year because we've been sat back in our Saturns, but we externalize a lot of the stuff that we think they're going to, they have that and I want it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm going to pick them because then I'm going to get their thing or I'm, they're going to help me get my, they're going to help me get what they have. And, and, you know, and it comes, it's got a really weird energy. Yeah. Um, I recommend when people are running into envy, um, Cinderella and her sisters, the envied and the envying by Barry and Ann Ulanoff, because there isn't a lot out there on envy and there should be, right. because I think if we name it, it comes down. I mean, I hated it when my mother called, called it on me, but I knew it was there, you know? <laughs> well, I like that she called it the green eyed monster too. I mean, it, it makes it like, this is not, a, this is a destructive energy that mm -hmm. what I've noticed too, is it doesn't only it, it doesn't, it, it really destroys the envious person as well. Mm -hmm. And it creates a lot of toxicity in the environment for everybody. It's, it's definitely, that's, so what'd you say the name was, of that book was? Cinderella and her sisters, the envied and the envying. Wow. Because it affects both people, right? Right. And Cinderella was envied by her stepsisters, right? By who? By Barry and Anne Ulanoff, U-L-A-N-O-V. U-L-A-N-O-V, Barry and Ann Ulanoff. All right, that sounds fascinating. It's a great book. And it yeah. helps you, you know, because people don't teach you how to cope with it. Exactly. That's been my the mother thing. named like, it, which made it go away. And I have, yeah. a really good, I have a really good friend named Lorraine. Uh, and Lorraine was on a bus one day, and there's a mother and a little girl. And the little girl's like two and a half, and really cute and charming. And all the people on the bus were like, oh, she's so cute. She's so cute. And the little girl's kind of sitting there. 
And, and Lorraine's sitting next to the woman and she can feel the envy in the woman aimed at this little girl. And she leans over and she goes, you really hate her, don't you? You really hate her. She's so cute and everybody likes her and nobody appreciates how hard you work. Nobody even sees you anymore. And the woman went, and Lorraine said, it's okay. But she said, I wanted to protect that little girl. Wow. So I named the envy. Now imagine you're sitting next to some lady on a bus. And she does that to you. You hate my child. Oh my gosh, that's intense. Well, don't hate your child. Right. Don't be. A, and a lot of times, you know, you can have a parent that's envious of you, or a mother-in-law, or a partner. You get suddenly successful, and then they're envious of you. I mean, it's it's a hard energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they want what you have. Yeah. Well, it's good. It feels important to talk about and to, to, like you said, name it. And so we can be aware of it in ourselves. We can be aware when we're the, the target of it. And I love that you offered that book as a starting point for tools. Um, it's really good. Yeah. All right. So that's some good Scorpio intensity for us. It's Today's a new well. in Scorpio. We had to go there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> good. All right. Well, thank you everybody so much for being here. And thank you for the weather. Uh, Remember to sign up for the forecast event. It's free. You're going to hear from 13 astrologers about 2021, Mm -hmm. um, the major themes, the really like the high points of the year, what, what we're looking for this new cycle that we have. What's that? The Renaissance. It's a Renaissance. Yeah. So it's going to be a really interesting event. Um, And it's also featuring the inner circle guides for next year. So for those of you who are in the inner circle, you're going to get to see all of them together all at once. For those of you not in the inner circle, which is our monthly membership program for students who want to learn from a different astrologer every month, um, get astrological tools, be in community, all that good stuff. um, You're going to get to meet the astrologers and see if they're the kinds of people that you would like to learn from. So it does, it accomplishes a lot. It gives us a lot of information. Plus it introduces you to the inner circle. Oh, and it's the kickoff event for our inner circle membership open in December. So we only open the doors to the membership a couple times a year. So this will be your opportunity to get into the membership if you would like to. All right. So it's astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Good. And you're awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so Have a good week. Yeah, everybody, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of our community. And as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Hey, astrology lovers, it's that time of year. We're getting ready for our sixth annual free forecast event featuring a panel of 13 top astrologers and focusing on what's coming our way in 2021. You'll get answers to key questions like, what are the big themes of 2021? How can you proactively work with the key transits coming next year? What's the grand conjunction and why have astrologers been talking about it for ages? And the question that's on everybody's mind, is it over yet? Join me and these 13 amazing astrologers for this free, dynamic, and informative event December 10th and 11th and get the information you need to ride the waves of 2021 with grace. Go to astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Can't wait to see you on the inside.